This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18. Any views expressed in this podcast are based solely on our own experiences. This podcast does not constitute as medical or other professional advice. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers, where we talk about sex on our terms. We talk swinging, hot wifing, BDSM, and so much more in the hopes that we will inspire you to enjoy sex on your terms. Enjoy the show, everybody. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. So, Cassidy.com is this great community of sexy, naughty folks that you can totally talk to digitally right now during this weird time in all of our lives. Is the perfect place to connect with people and then have some naughty fun down the road when it's safe to do so. Yes, absolutely. And you can get 30 free days with us. Absolutely. You can head on over to FrontPorchSwingers.com, click on the Cassidy banner on our homepage and get started today. It's the perfect time to do it yeah jump on board and have some fun hail digitally of course (laughs) yes yes safe distance away but still sexy as fuck sexy and digital (laughs) there's actually a lot of like sexy meetups going on right now. yes there are we're having one tonight we're going to talk about that very soon so another great reason to jump on cassidy hell yeah So also, we have another great sponsor of our podcast. We actually talked to his CEO on our most recent Sex on Your Terms episode. If you guys haven't listened to that yet, it was a true delight. Jeff Abraham, the CEO of Promescent, sat down to talk with us about many of the products, including his delay spray, the company's delay spray, I should say. Yes. And it is really a revolutionary product. We have personally used it and absolutely loved it. But I think even more so than the products themselves is the fact that this is an amazing company who cares they're giving away free condoms right now for example yes and all sorts of other really cool shit going on yeah they're a company that gets it jeff gets it all of his people are very cool and the products are absolutely top notch we've been using a number of them now and uh nothing but really good stuff to say about it they're really it's the shit for sure. So you should head on over to promescent.com. That is P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. That was impressive, right? It was. And if you end up purchasing some products, you can use our promo code FPS15. That is FPS15 for 15% off of your order. Yeah, jump on over there, check it out, and get yourself some delay spray. Well worth it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, what else is going on in our lives? Well, we actually had the opportunity to talk delay spray and all kinds of good stuff, sexuality-based. Yesterday, we were on the Ron Uncut live show with Akeem yesterday. It was a lot of fucking fun. It was fun. It was also a very stark reminder yes. of how immersed we are in lifestyle shit because some of the stuff we would say would get these reactions from the panel and from people typing in their comments. And it, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, you know, we're not quote unquote, the norm. And it's sometimes a difficult reminder for us because I'm not used to feeling that way. Well, it was interesting for me because we were on the show with three other folks and they were, they were a blast. They were a lot of fun. I would do a Keem show anytime. They were, they were great, great people. But it was interesting that really the, of the three of them, they really didn't have the slightest idea what the lifestyle was truly about. They had no one really, really grasped it. Right. And the people that were like commenting while they were very interested and some of them were actually listeners of the show. I thought that was really cool uh, of our show as well but there was a lot of people that just were so blown away by what we were saying and then it kind of occurred to me like oh shit we're outliers like we're we're not like (laughs) we're not in front porch swingers land anymore (laughs) no these people don't they don't know it was a lot of fun man it was a fucking blast we had a great time yeah it was it was a good experience for sure and like i said a good reminder that like we are outside what's considered normal and i fucking love that like i was while in the moment when we were receiving comments, I was like, okay, you know, got a little defensive because I love our lifestyle and I'm proud of it. And then by the end of it, I was like, I feel good that we're not the norm. I feel good that we're not those boring fucking people that are just like everyone else, cookie cutter couple. I don't ever want to be those people. Well, it's funny because we were looking at those comments. Or I was looking at them. You know, they were popping up on the screen. And a few times I was tempted to say something. I thought, ah, I'm not, I don't want to come off as that shitty fucking swinger dude. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, some of them were really kind of, it was like, oh, you know, this that, that relationship is doomed. The, the, the open relationships never last. It's like, man, you, 
you don't have any idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, they you, all end in jealousy and yeah, divorce. Like, and Come on, like... man. You're typing from your mother's basement. Stop it. You don't even know what you're talking about, yeah. which is what I wanted to say. But I thought, well, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Cool. You know, it's not for you. Whatever. But, you know, I think and I think we got the point across at the end. It was like, just don't judge anybody. Yeah. You know, we're Let not judging you live. for being non, you know, for being monogamous. I mean, I do judge some people. Well, some people. Yeah. I judge people who are monogamous, quote unquote. Yeah. And but, who are fucking around. Right. That's not. Yeah, that's not the same thing. I'm talking about people who genuinely believe that monogamy is the only way to go. Fine. If that's what you believe, knock yourself out. But don't shit on us because we don't feel that way. Yeah. You know, it, it's not a big deal. You don't have to. You don't have to enjoy what we enjoy. Yeah. You know. Anyway, you don't we have did to it. be fun. Okay. Yeah, it was we a good it. time. We did it live, but you can't find it on YouTube. It's uh, raw and uncut is I think what you can find it under on YouTube. So you can see the replay. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Great time. Yeah. I dug it. You know what else has been a lot of fun? What's that? Connecting with our Patreon members. Yes. And we're going to do some more of that today. We're doing a happy hour. Yeah. And it's one of our members' birthdays. It so is. that'll be really fun. I thought about, I used to have like body chalk that I looked for and I was going to write happy birthday and her name on my tits and then have them out on the call. Yeah. Well, it's a topless birthday. So um, Yeah. And definitely going to end up being topless. So I'm really excited for that. But we've been doing hangouts with our Patreon members on yes. Sundays and it's just been, you know, really informal. We share drink recipes. We have two people tonight who are sharing recipes from their areas or yeah. their favorite drinks, which will be really, really fun. And like I said, probably some tits out. So I'm pretty sure. fucking psyched. Yeah. There's no telling what this thing is going to end up like yeah it it'll could, be a virtual orgy it could get a vorgy that's actually <laughs> yeah. a thing shout yeah. out to ray and d they're the ones that taught me about oh that. is that right <laughs> yeah. interesting okay well done ray nice job d <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And if you want to join us for future virtual hangouts yeah. and a lot of other bonuses, including weekly podcast episodes, bonus episodes of Front Porch Swingers, as well as our naughty Snapchat access. After we talked about Snapchat last week, I had like 30 people yeah. reach out on Snapchat and be like, can I join? Hell yeah, you can. You head on over to patreon.com slash Front Porch Swingers and you get signed up. And yeah, it's a great time. Really, really fun. And our Telegram group is an amazing amazing place to connect during yeah. this time. It's a very supportive community. Great place to be if you're new, potentially interested in looking to get into the lifestyle. You want to learn some things. These people are amazing and they're so yeah. just willing to share and eager to help out and it's awesome. Yeah, we've got a lot of, mostly couples, but lots of singles and many, many, many of the people on our Telegram group are very versed in the lifestyle. They've been in it for a long time. they got a lot to offer. It's a good time. Yeah. Plus, they're sexy as fuck. And mostly naked. <laughs> so we want to give a very big thank you and shout out to our newest Patreon members this week who are James, Brianna, Morgan, and Rhythmace. Yeah. Nice. So thank you, guys. That's huge. We super appreciate your support during this time. And uh, if you want to head on over to Patreon, like we said, get signed up and join us today. Yeah, it's a very cool place to be, especially on Sundays. We get naked and we drink. Yes. So there's that. <laughs> totally encourage that right about now. Yeah. Yeah, we were feeling it today. Feeling the cabin fever today. I got I got a little shitty today for the first time. Yeah, yeah, you did. I was not in a good mood. I was not in like the best mental headspace because Sundays are our day to go do things. This is the day when typically in normal life, fuck you, COVID, uh, we go out and have brunch and we hang out with like people in town that we know. And yeah. it's our socializing day, both with each other and with other people. And so to not have... Yeah, non-lifestyle people. It's just our... It's just our local friends and people that we know that are out and about during, you know, Sunday brunch and downtown and, you know, it's just, it's yeah, you just, just a good run time. into all the same people because it's a small town and it's just a, a really, it's our day to just connect and be silly and stupid and yeah. have drinks and yeah. it's our escape from everything. And like when you don't have that, it is tough. Well, it's also now, this is the time of year where the weather breaks for us. Like today it was 52 and sunny. Yeah, it's beautiful. Which is when we want to be outside yeah. having a good time. So at least we got to hang out. We worked out outside in the backyard and well, you walk. did. <laughs> yeah, well, you sat by the fire pit and had a mimosa, which was lovely. Uh, but just being outside in the in the beautiful weather that we have this time of year, finally, thank God, uh, it's great. But yeah, we're missing it for sure. We felt it today a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there are people, not necessarily in the United States, but in other countries that have been dealing with this for like two and a half months now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's a struggle, no question about it for everybody. And uh, as we've said many times, anybody needs to chat and want to just talk and, you know, kind of work through some stuff, you know, reach out to us. We're happy to do so. Yeah, I've had some really nice Instagram messages from people lately. Mm -hmm. I, I put up 
up a poll on Instagram that was asking people if they're having more or less sex during this time because I'm fucking nosy and I want to know. And you're horny. And, and I'm horny, so I want to live vicariously if you're having way more sex. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, received a lot of really interesting and thoughtful messages from people about sex during this time mm-hmm. and how it's a struggle for a lot of people because they're stressed or because they have their kids home all the time. Yeah. They can't fucking escape it. Or uh, one person said, and this I I feel like this is kind of the situation we're in, is they can't find a rhythm because there's no schedule to their lives. Right. It's like it used to be, okay, after 9 p.m. we put the kids to bed and then that's our time together and now like their kids are staying up because they don't have to get up for school the next day and yeah, there's chaos there's no schedule to their lives and because yeah. of that they're having trouble understanding where sex fits in yeah and ours our schedule of course is not unlike that We're, ours is strained because typically i'm home before you from work however now you're working from home my job is considered essential so i'm still working so where i would come home make dinner and then you would come home and we would eat and then you know do our thing different now you're already home when I get home, right. <laughs> it's just like throwing our whole day. And I'm not really working from home. I'm I'm working like two or three hours a day. Right. And then I have all of this time that I'm like, what the fuck do I do with myself? And so yeah. it's just weird. It really is weird to get in the right mental headspace to like be sexy and shit. Yeah. And we're even getting, I mean, we're getting up even earlier now. I'm up at five o'clock in the morning instead of 530 because I'm working out in the morning. And then you and I have coffee and hang out and bullshit until I leave for work. Now I'm starting to, I don't even have to go to work for an extra hour, an hour later uh, in the day now. So it's going to be even weirder. Like our schedules are really being thrown off. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it's tough to the find rhythm. The thing is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very difficult. But there are people in much worse condition than we are. So uh, should anyone need to talk, just want to, you know, bullshit, chat through some stuff, give us, give us a shout. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're happy to do so. Hell yeah. Happy to uh, use our free time in, in a productive way during sure. this time. So. For sure. So we obviously haven't been chatting with people much but uh do you still have a single guy tip of the week for us this is pretty much a blanket statement i want to help some folks out with so obviously there is no good safe way to interact with people right now right so i feel like unless you're going to reach out to someone and say hey enjoyed your profile really enjoyed the post like your pictures whatever when this is over and you know it's the all clear would really like to meet you and kind of get together What's happening now, I really believe this, is it's getting even more desperate. Like guys, particularly right now, are responding to posts that we put out or that I put out literally two months ago. Yeah. And they were for very specific days. If you remember, we were going to like... <laughs> like my birthday. <laughs> like your birthday, which was in February. Yeah. And then one of them is actually a couple months old because we were actually going to meet somebody like on a Sunday fun day kind of thing. Yeah. There, That was literally two months ago. Right. And it was very clear in the ad. This is for this Sunday, the date, you know, the whole nine yards. People are... Guys are still reaching out. Hey... I know I probably missed this, but if you're still interested, I'm available. Like that's the, you know, that's the. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, missed it by a long shot. Well, and then the other, the, the other response I got very literally like two days ago was, I'm interested. That was it. Like not even a dick pic. Like that, nothing. Just I'm interested. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. And I really feel like it's getting to the point where people are desperate to have some contact. And I'm seeing it like on our different sites that we're on. People are literally like, hey, home alone, cabin fever, just wanted to have someone to hang out with. I mean, they're really desperate to talk to people and to have that human contact. Listen, back off a little bit right now, okay? Do the digital thing the best you can. Enjoy the the time that you have to yourself or with your the person that you love the most and stop responding to fucking four month old ads in the hopes that someone is as desperate as you are to be in the same room with another person yeah you know i mean it just isn't the time right now so chill out dudes especially guys one of them was from a 22 year old kid apparently yeah he, he reached out most of them have been that age one right? was 24 one was 22 one was 20 uh, <laughs> he referred to himself as a young stud i can't even make this shit up. <laughs> so no picture, just, hey, young 20-year-old stud looking for... Oh, okay, whatever. So just stop. <laughs> just stop right now. Now is not the time. Yeah. When we get the all clear, throw that dick all over town. Don't really care. Fuck yeah. Have at it. But right now, you got to hold your shit together. And now's a good time to put that, put your line in the water and, and you know, start maybe having, setting some things up for down the road. But or improve your profile. Yes. Yeah. Get, yeah. Re, kind of reevaluate your shit. 
Fuck you know, yeah. look at your pictures. Are they two years old? Are they three years old? Take some new pics. Write yeah. a new bio. See, I get, will, make yourself more interesting. Yeah, for sure. I will also say our friends R and A, two of our favorite people. Yes, Shout out to you them. guys. We could use their real names because they don't care, but we'll stick with R and A. R and A reached out today and uh, pointed us to the Cassidy Rendezvous pages. Yes. And most of them are actually really. Most of them are couples saying things yes. like, "Hey, we'd love to chat, and then maybe we can meet up down the road," or even just nice things like, "Hey, obviously." not really meeting up for a rendezvous right now but just wanted to let everyone in our community know that you know we're sending love and happy thoughts right which is fucking cool but of course there's got to be that one fucking single guy that's like hey i'm in this area and i totally want to get my dick wet asap yep and it's just i mean it's such a turnoff and here's the thing people are going to remember that Yes. After this is all said Absolutely. and done, that he's not somebody that has good judgment and somebody who didn't take this whole thing seriously. Well, like we talked about, there are some guys that have reached out to us that are genuine uh, and, and really seem to get it. Like, hey, I know this is not the time. Would really like to connect with you guys when this is all over. Those are the guys we're going to go back through and, and touch base with when the time is right. Right. Everyone else, you're just, I mean, I just delete you. Yeah. So you're, it's not even a consideration. For sure. So single guy tip of the week. Back off. Read the room. Now's not the time. Read the room. Reevaluate your your profiles, your pictures. You know, just improve your whole kind of your whole space. Yeah. And and just chill out. Maybe like read something so that you actually have something interesting to say. When this is all. Well, you got plenty of time to <laughs> learn research. A, learn a skill. Well, you got plenty of time to research the lifestyle too, and and listen to podcasts and read blogs and you know look through the the rendezvous and look through the different communities and see what other people are doing. Learn how to eat pussy. You know how many tutorials there are on that. Yeah, check that, that out. Such a good use of time for single guys yes. right now. Or Hop just on it, how to eat pussy webinar just immediately. Pussy eaters in general. Yes. Like use your time wisely. Yes. You're so, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We're here to help. So that's the single guy tip of the week. Stop sending these ridiculous fucking messages. Yeah. Please. Hell yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So we have a fantastic interview today that we're really excited to get to. These are two people that have been doing a podcast for a while. They took a little podcasting break and they're back and we're very glad that they're back. Yes. The reason I personally love their podcast, and I think we mentioned this in the interview, is because they are so real and they're very vulnerable and they're willing to just throw it all out there to their listeners and it's so fucking refreshing. Yeah, I like them. They are, and I refer to them as kids because I'm much older than they are. But they are super people. I really, I, I genuinely enjoy just corresponding with Adam the, the, through text message. And you know, on the phone, we talk uh, regularly about some different things. And he's just an interesting guy. He's a very genuine, very sweet person. I just enjoy talking to them. I yeah. really like what they do and really who they are. They're open books and just super interesting. They've got a real interesting story about how they kind of got together and how they got to where they are. Uh, and they, I just enjoy their dynamic. What, you know, Talking to them together, they just kind of have a really cool energy. Yeah, they exude a lot of love for each other, even over a Skype call, which is really fucking cool. So yes. we are so excited to be presenting you an interview with Adam and Kelly from the Naked Relationship Podcast, and we hope you guys enjoy. All right, we are here with Adam and Kelly, the hosts of the Naked Relationship Podcast, one that we personally listen to every time they drop a new episode, and we're very excited to be talking with them today. Hey, guys, how's it going? We are good. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Oh, muy bien. <laughs> nice, very spicy. I like it. Yeah. How are you guys you hanging in there? Everything going okay? Quarantine is tough, man. We're, Quarantine's for real. It's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> You guys have been together for a week now, and you have another week to go. Is that right? How's uh, how's everything going between the two of you? I'm loving it. She's hating it. Listen, <laughs> I'm an introvert, and I need my alone time, alone <laughs> space, and I can't even go out to, like, the gym to get that. Right. So it's been very hard. I've also been sick, so we are slowly working on it, and hopefully I can go back to work, help some people out the hospital, and get back to normal life, I guess. I'm going to recycle a joke that I used in our pre-call. But uh, working from home in your birthday suit's great. Very professional. <laughs> yeah, you're just running around the house naked, chasing yeah. Kelly around, just driving her crazy. <laughs> I had a dream that I was at work in the office naked, just walking around like it was nothing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you've been home alone. You've been home too long, I think, when you start having those kind of thoughts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sure. 
So we were really excited to have you guys on. Like I mentioned, uh, when we introduced you, we listened to every one of your new episodes that pops up. And I think the, the reason it really speaks to me personally is twofold. One is because you guys are fairly close to my age and there aren't a lot of people our age talking about the lifestyle in general right now. So that's always kind of refreshing to hear. And then the other piece of it is that you guys are very honest and real and you say things, you know, that I I think are very vulnerable and and I love that and I have a lot of respect for that. So we're really excited to talk to you uh, because of those two things and because we like you guys. Yeah, and as I told you uh, when we spoke last time, uh, Adam, we, you know, it's really you guys really the only podcast I listen to like every time you guys put out an episode, like I listen to it right away for sure. So, you know, uh, I, we enjoy it and we just enjoy listening to you guys because like Brenna said, you're just so vulnerable and open and honest and, you know, it, and, it, and thoughtful. It's just a fun, you know, just fun listening to you. Well, we greatly appreciate that because like for me, you are my favorite lifestyle podcast. And I mean, honestly, like, I don't know what it is. I guess it might be like your voice. You could probably sell me like a junker and I would buy it thinking it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> um, I will keep that in mind. Thank you. I'm sorry. I said I will keep that in mind. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other part of it is like there's not one side that ever dominates the conversation. And it's and it just seems like it's very 50-50, but, but at the same time, like, I don't feel like anything is like that you have said that I've heard has really been like too extreme or just completely disagreed, like co- that I've completely disagreed with. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, everything has just been like, oh, yeah, I can see that or that makes sense. So um, to get you guys like to be invited on your podcast, first and foremost, is just like I nearly shat my pants. Um, You're giving us far too much credit, but we will still uh, bask in that with our big egos for a moment. (laughs) We're we're happy you guys took the time uh, to get on here with us, and and we're just going to have some fun and just talk some shit. Yeah, I'd love for you guys to just start by kind of explaining you two. Who are you uh, to each other, and what does your dynamic look like? So Kelly is the beautiful one. (laughs) I am the mildly ugly one. Stop. And... um, we're engaged. We are getting married on June 9th, um, the 9th of June, because it'll be 6-9, you know, hashtag yes. wankers. Congratulations. Um, we are you. younger than most people in the lifestyle. We are in our late 20s. Adam is 26, and I am 27. Cougar. And um, our relationship started out um, kind of a little bit on the unconventional side, but mostly... Very unconventional, because... But kind of popular in college, though. Well, who do you know that stands someone up three times and then gets gets engaged to them? (laughs) Oh. Who stood who up? Kelly stood me up three times. The third time, I didn't go because I knew she wouldn't go. (laughs) I was a busy college girl, okay? You were, you fucking were taking your exit exam. You fell asleep the other two times. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, hey, but you're a patient um, I know, right? Patient, and uh, I guess I just, I, I know what I want, and I, I guess I get what I want. Yeah, I don't you know. waited I waited for marriage, actually. <laughs> no, but, like, most of the, the stories you hear from college is, like, people... Becoming fuck buddies first, and then they get into a relationship. That's That's, us. That was us. So I was just looking for a consistent fuck buddy, and Adam happened to come along and just... Oh, I came. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I feel like we both had really high sex drives, and none of the people that we would get together with could match our pace. So we would, like, kind of toss them to the side, and we finally found someone that could go at our own pace. You're saying we, but really you mean you. Yes. <laughs> I was more active than Adam was, but. I mean, like, I have no game, and it is so bad, like, I'm even bad with video games. <laughs> well, so you did something right. So I mean, after three stand-ups and, you know, who knows how much time went by between all of those, you still made it happen, so well done. I mean, I could be a stand-up comedian, but I listen to Beyonce, and I put a ring on it. 
<laughs> no, but like our relationship, I feel like progressed really rapidly. And at the beginning, we were all about, oh, let's try this sexually. We want, we always wanted to do this. Adam wanted to try pegging. I wanted to um, wax his entire ass, <laughs> and <laughs> that did not go well. I don't know how relevant it was in the realm of the sex stuff. So we were just wanting to experiment and like try a bunch of different things with each other. And this was before the relationship. Yeah, we, we started, we talked about a threesome that never happened. And so, so throughout the course of our, like the first half of our relationship, uh, you know, I would bring up swinging periodically. And at first you're kind of open to it. And then like every other time I'd bring it up, you'd be like very like standoffish. About yeah. Cause like once we got into our relationship, we kind of fell into those roles. Those gender roles were like, or relationship roles where, like, you're only supposed to... Super monogamous roles. Yes, yeah. be super monogamous with your partner and not, like, explore any other venues. But, like, we started going to therapy, and that kind of helped open up our minds a little bit to being receptive to well, other stuff. Like, at one point, our couple... We're sitting on the couch at our couples therapist. By the way, love that woman. Cannot recommend um, couples therapy or even just mental health enough. But um, our couples therapist... She mentioned something about, you know, being completely like, what was it, open and honest with someone Mm -hmm. and kind of like it almost she said it in such a way that I felt compelled to come out and say, well, I feel like I could watch you blow a guy. And, you know, by the end of the night, we were on SLS. and We were on all these apps, like (laughs) researching. I started reading some books on swinging. It was crazy. Yeah. So So it all took place in the therapist's office. That's the best ever. (laughs) And as it turns out. She is actually a uh, a sex therapist, too, which we had no clue of at first. And so, like, at one point, Kelly's, like, a little embarrassed to tell her something sexual. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm a sex therapist. And I'm like, well, fuck, yeah. <laughs> Two <laughs> for one. It's a jackpot. Just open up the exactly. floodgates. It really did. Like, that woman has done so much for our relationship. Like, I can't, I really can't even, I don't know where to start on that one. Really? Yeah. yeah so, what does your play dynamic look like now that you are in the lifestyle? It has definitely evolved so much. You mean like play with between each other or with other people or? As in, are you both playing with other people? Are you primarily yeah. playing with couples? Well, like, it's mostly like? Kelly playing with other people because, uh, like I said, I have no game. <laughs> um, at the same time, nobody wants to swipe right in the Bible Belt on someone in a non-monogamous relationship. It is very difficult <laughs> for a guy out there. I cannot say that enough. And it's almost unfair to a point of being unfair to women, like how easy it is. Like I can just whip out my phone and I have messages that I haven't even opened that go on endlessly. At one point we had been on a dating platform for like two months or so. And I looked at my messages. I had three matches altogether and Kelly had well over 200. That doesn't surprise me at all. We we kind of tested that theory one night. We were out at one of a a local bar back when the bars were open, and we were hanging out, and we kind of started this conversation. And she was like, if if we were on, you know, like a a Tinder or whatever it was, if we got on there, we could have five. Like I could get five guys to meet me here like in ten to fifteen minutes. What's so funny about that though is that was actually before we started swinging. That was before (laughs) we ever did anything or even had the conversation about it. We were talking about how much easier it is for women to uh to have sexual encounters than for men. And and I said that to him. I said, oh, it'd be so easy for me to get five guys to meet me here right now if I wanted to. And the look on his face was a little bit like, oh, this is an interesting conversation. So I should have known right then and there that we yeah. were destined to be a hot wife couple. So, like, are we going to get five guys here right now? Or are we just talking hypothetically? I, tell me more. I'm in <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but well, we did. Met, we actually, you, we did download an app. You got on there, and sure enough, I mean, literally within three minutes of throwing the hook out there, it was ding, ding, ding. It was a barrage of you know uh, uh, alerts on our phone. It was the craziest thing ever. Oh, you know, which, which bar are you at? I'm downtown already. I mean, it was it, it just crazy, crazy. I'm not surprised at all. Why do you think yeah. that is? Because men are, we kind of do it to ourselves, really, collectively, I should say. You know, the the bad ones really speak for the entire group, yeah. stereotypically. You know, like, you know, men are considered pigs. And, you know, and sometimes it's just a lot of 
the bad apples think with their penises. And at the same time, a lot of people see non-monogamous and they think, oh, they just want some sex. When in reality, Kelly and I want a friendship first and foremost. And if sex happens, fuck yeah. But we're not going to open with, hey, do you want to fuck? <laughs> Kelly might because it's easier for her. Me? No. <laughs> so much like us, then, you guys prefer to before you have you know some kind of sexual encounter with either a couple or a single person you want to get to know that person so you want to have a drink and and kind of you know make sure that there's a not just chemistry that, that's going to potentially be physical but a you know friendship type chemistry that you can sit across from someone and have a conversation and in a social atmosphere and, and enjoy their company and get along with them that's that's important to you as well yes, yes absolutely i mean it's not so much about getting to know who you're getting into bed with it's just making friends and meeting new people and enjoying their company. But at the same time, I don't want to get into bed with someone that's like, doesn't match my personality desires, if you will. Right. Um, Is it, do you find it important to also, for example, Adam, do you meet the men that Kelly is um, engaging with typically, or what does that look like in your relationship? Really only if I'm helping out. And so I don't know if your listeners know, but, we are both bisexual, and so um, there are some times where, um, you know, she meets someone, and then, like, we decide, hey, let's have a threesome, and we do things together. And so only in those situations do I meet the other guy. And that's only after, like, I've kind of, like, talked to them about it and explained our relationship dynamic, and it takes a lot of convincing to tell a single guy, hey, me and my fiance would like to fuck you. Um, is that okay? And they're like, what? Are you sure? Is he not going to have a gun out? Like, hiding yeah, behind the door? Our, one of our last episodes, one of her regulars was, he actually thought I was going to pull a gun out. And honestly, like, I don't even own a gun. I don't want to own a gun. <laughs> I'm not anti-gun. I'm just anti-Adam having a gun. And... and <laughs> Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Some of the text messages that Kelly had shown me. Um, That's so but it's so I, interesting. Yeah, like I rival a Quaker in terms of how violent I am. Like it takes a lot to get me to that level. Yeah, you seem like such an easygoing guy. I can't even imagine someone like thinking you were going to shoot them in the living room. <laughs> yeah, like I come up, like Kelly says I come across as like a dick and an asshole, which is fine by me because like apparently you either love me or you hate me, and I feel like. The, the people that actually take time to get to know me will actually, like, enjoy me and understand that, like, I'm not always a dick, <laughs> but um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm an acquired I'm taste, too, Adam. It's yeah, okay. he's definitely an acquired taste, but I definitely love the taste. I would love to um to stay on this topic of bisexuality, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, Do it to it. <laughs> so are you – you guys are on the swinger sites right now, is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, and do you present yourself selves both as bisexual on those sites, or is that something yes. that you kind of talk to people about after? We present ourselves as bisexual. Yeah, we like to be as transparent as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we were having a really interesting conversation with uh, another podcasting couple recently about this, and uh, Daryl from Swinging Down Under brought up the point that there is such a stigma attached to bisexual men that bisexual women don't experience, right. and you see that so blatantly obvious in the lifestyle because uh, bisexual women are almost the norm, right? Like there are, I I almost am surprised, and I shouldn't be. This is a horrible thing to say, but it's just honest. I'm almost surprised when we encounter a woman in the lifestyle who is straight and the reverse is absolutely not true of men so how do you guys see that difference or, or what different experiences have you had being a bisexual man versus a bisexual woman well being a bisexual male in the lifestyle like we've already discussed is difficult however on you know swinger apps and stuff like that you know we do get those bad apples of guys that say that just assume we're down to fuck right away just because we're both bisexual and he's bisexual. And it's like, no, bro, slow your roll there, sir. <laughs> um, but we do get those, uh, we do get those. And we also get, um, a lot of, we play into that negative stigma of, Oh, they're bisexual. No, 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 no. Or they're bisexual. They're immediately going to want to touch my male partner who is 100% no male on male contact whatsoever. So immediately we're already out of the possibility. We see that a lot. 
you know, I, I guess we also see a lot of it on in our messages. You know, not everyone reads bios and descriptions and stuff like that. So one of the things that I always tell couples is we're both bi, but that doesn't mean we have bi expectations or even bi requirements to play or meet up for drinks or anything like that. And so it does limit our options, definitely. Yeah, people are so, like, anti, what is it, bisexual, anti-gay. Like, I don't want a guy anywhere near my dick or my ass, and it's just, like, I don't even want to see a guy naked. Yeah. Although I feel like if you're in a lifestyle and you can't see a guy naked, I feel like there are definitely ways around it, but I do feel like you're going to see another penis at some point in time in your swinging lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, not only see one, but you're going to be around them. I mean, we've had, you know, male, female, male threesomes now where, I mean, (laughs) there is incidental contact. And and the idea of being so concerned about that in the lifestyle to me is it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, we you talk about double penetration. You know, we had it was myself and you and Clint. He and I were as close as you were going to get to each other without being with each other. I mean, there's just no there's just no way around that. You've got to be comfortable in those in those moments enough that, you know, you can enjoy the moment. The first swinger party we went to, um, we kind of had a we had a great night. And later we found out that some people were uncomfortable because there was a male blowing me. So eventually I I told the organizers, like, hey, look, you know, we don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. We don't have to come back. But because we don't want to play into a negative, uh, um, a double standard. And, you know, because like er- almost every female there, like you said, was bisexual. But there's a bisexual male there. Oh, heaven forbid. So what was the the host kind of response to what you had said to him or her, Adam, when you said, hey, if you don't want us back, we don't have to come back. What, how did they respond to you? I think he was very defensive for us, I think. Would you say? Yeah, he was very supportive, actually. Yeah, he was like, no, you're still coming to this next party. Right. <laughs> and he kind of made it seem like they brought it up because they were uncomfortable, but really they were just taken aback like they hadn't been exposed to it. Sure. And um, this is like a swinger group that has been well established mm-hmm. and they they are um the organizer has been in this lifestyle for about 15 plus years and most of their guests are in their mid 30s 40s like they're they're a little bit older than us people sure. than me and Adam in our 20s but so, we're not the youngest we're not the youngest though but i just think it was something that they had personally never been exposed to in their environment is what kind of threw them off yeah, it just made it more difficult. But as we've 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 talked about this in our in one of our podcast episodes, so we we've definitely talked about this. And so I think that when I say that this guy, this organizer, is a great guy, I I don't know that I can say that enough because he's also kind of taken on somewhat of a lifestyle mentorship role, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. It- I think it's a double edged sword or it's it's we can look at it from two different perspectives. I think one is that especially as people are getting into the lifestyle, I think a lot of things about sexuality are normalized in regular society. So, for example, to women making out to women being intimate with each other, that's something that society tells us is hot and amazing and versus two men is not seen in the same way. And so I think that, you know, we're kind of predisposed even getting into a sex positive space such as the lifestyle to kind of carry some of those negative connotations with us, which is unfortunate. And I think people need to break themselves of it, but it's also a reality of who we are. It's human nature. Uh, I think the other side of it is once you're in the lifestyle, you know, I know for me personally, I have this desire to not be judged by people. You know, I I know that we're going to be, I know that that's a part of life, but I want to not be judged. And I, I think a lot of lifestylers are in that same boat. And yet we tend to be some of the most judgmental people. Yeah. Uh, you know, yep. I really wish that we would would start to see that change. Um, I, we ask, ask a lot of the people that come on our podcast, what is one thing they would like to see change? And for me, that's what it is. I want to see people be not quite as hypocritical. You know, I don't want to be judged, but I'm going to judge someone else for being bisexual. Or I don't want to be judged, but I'm going to judge someone for being a hot wife couple. I would love to see that shift. Well, it doesn't help that we don't take the time to get to know the person behind the profile before we see the profile. Right. Like it's just, yeah, that's oh, a really good these point. Pictures and swipe right or left, you know, and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Kelly probably saw my profile three times before she actually swiped right. I believe it. 
Well, it's interesting you say that, Adam, because you know it's, it's like you know, it's almost like you want to get to the point where the you know the images are secondary, and you're reading someone's reading about somebody who, about their personality and their character, and you know what their interests are, and those kinds of things. And then you want to get to the point where, like, okay, I'm really interested in what this person is saying. It's, you know, it, it's speaking to me. Now I want to take a look and, and maybe see what they look like. That would be an interesting experiment. Humanize the lifestyle. I think that's a, a good way to sum it up. Yeah, you, well, humanize the individual, really. I mean, kind of go back to the old ways of meeting people. I mean, I can't really do this because I have no idea how to talk to people, like start a conversation or anything. But, you know, go out to a bar or just run into someone and meet them and at an event or something and to start up a conversation and then from there get to know the person and then maybe become friends on SLS or whatever after exchanging contact information. You know what I'm saying? Do it the old right. way. It's hard for people to understand that that actually used to be the way we met each other. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Back in his day, that's how we <laughs> met people. <laughs> well, I mean, the unfortunate truth is, and I, I just had this conversation with someone who, of course, was around my age, also in the lifestyle, that, you know, the art of the conversation is essentially lost now. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is so digitally motivated. By the time you've gotten to the point that you're actually going to sit across from someone and theoretically be forced to have a face-to-face conversation, you know, you've already communicated digitally for, you know, a week or whatever, and mm-hmm. you're not really going to be able to sit down with that person and get to know them from, from a face-to-face perspective. And it really kind of, for me, it, it's so important that, like I said, when I vet all the guys that we, you know, that, that Brenda plays with, you know, they have to sit across from me. I have got to be able to see you. Uh, I just, you know, I'm an older guy. I, my generation is different. I need to be able to shake your hand and look you in the eye and know that you're not trying to pull some bullshit and that I enjoy your, and I enjoy your time and and your company. You know, that's just really important to me. So yeah, unfortunately I think the art of the conversation is, is lost. And if we got back to a little bit more of that, I think we would definitely get to know people, uh, you know, really know people better. I agree. Completely. I mean, Kelly will tell you, I can't talk to people. He covers his talking like his, art of conversation with jokes and that's what rubs people the wrong way is like you can never tell if he's serious or not i mean you can't really talk shit about that because the first night that we ever hung out that that and my penis were what kept you coming back <laughs> okay <laughs> that was just me though <laughs> that's all i need <laughs> well i think you seem delightful if that if that means anything <laughs> yeah, we, yeah I've, i always enjoy communicating with you so yeah i have a great time yeah. talking to you i don't know why you think you can't speak to people well, like, if we were to meet just randomly with no context, like maybe run into you on the side of the street, I wouldn't even look at you because I wouldn't know how to start up a conversation with you. However, if I was, like, in a, a grocery store and, like, checking out in the checkout aisle or something and you were the cashier, I might be able to make a joke then. Or if roles reversed, I would definitely try to fuck with you. If so you Kelly and I had met in the bar, we wouldn't be together right now. <laughs> So you need that outside stimulus to kind of generate some conversation. Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. That's interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. So I'd like to steer us in a slightly different direction. You guys mentioned therapy before, and what's really (laughs) funny about that to me is when I listen to your podcast, I feel like it's you guys just having like your own personal two-person therapy session between the two of you. And Mm -hmm. what – what comes out of it are these amazingly honest and raw conversations, which is one of the reasons I tune in every single time you guys have an episode out, because there's not a lot of people doing that. And I think it's just so refreshing. So I guess the question I have for you is, are you ever having these conversations and thinking to yourself, holy fuck, this is going to go out to all sorts of listeners and they're going to hear our innermost thoughts? Or is it, I mean, how does that play out for you guys via the podcast? Well, I'm an open book in a society that doesn't fucking read. Uh, that is a quote from J. Warren Welch. He's a poet. So it's easier for me than I think it is for Kelly. Like, I think we would come out of the closet, per se, to everyone, if you will. Well, maybe not everyone, but everyone possible if if I was in charge. But Kelly is a little bit more reserved in that role. And so this podcast actually started as a form of therapy for us after going to real sessions with our therapist. Mm -hmm. And we kind of, well, it's mostly me. I have a difficult time talking about my feelings and my emotions. And Adam over here is like, 
like you said, an open book. I'll tell you everything you want to know and don't know. Exactly. And it takes me a while for me to process what I'm feeling and and say it into words that actually make sense. So this actually started out as a form of therapy for us, and we decided, hey, why don't we just put it out there and see what happens? And I kind of, it's still like that for me in my head. This is therapy for us. This is kind of how we go through issues in the lifestyle and how we solve them. And we just kind of put it out there into this space. And whoever listens, that's awesome. If it helps you, that's great. But it's it's still kind of mostly for us. Yeah, it's definitely like that's first and foremost. And I think the moment that it stops becoming that for us, I will put it into what caused it to change. No, absolutely. So when you guys are done, like you record an episode, you know, you've talked to each other for 30 minutes and just kind of opened yourselves up. Do you feel is is it cathartic? Do you feel better afterwards? Oh, yeah, for sure. We do. However, a lot of what we talk about has already been talked about before between the two of us and maybe even our therapist or because like when Kelly goes on a play date, like I want to know all the details right away. Like I'm I'm like, let's go. I'm horny. Let's, you know, (laughs) give me the details. Uh, Ditto. It's so like great to hear. (laughs) Oh, man. But like I want to know the details. But at the same time. There, there is still some stuff that slips through the cracks and doesn't get brought up until the podcast. And it kind of gives you a second chance to go over emotions and feelings that you didn't realize were occurring when it happened. Well, that happens to me a lot anyways. Yeah. I mean, because the play date, well, your last play date from I Had the Gang Bang, I didn't hear how that went until we recorded the episode. Yep. So, so I felt like you, Brian, not getting some yeah. of the details until the episode records. I was just going to say, I'm so glad we're not the only ones, because sometimes we do that, and I'm like, do you think that's fucking weird that, like, the first time you're hearing about me getting railed by someone is on our podcast? And he's like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, a little bit, but, you know, it's I, I enjoy it because when we do that, when she hold, when she keeps, even if she just keeps some details and it kind of lets them out on the show, or it's a situation where we just have not had time to reconnect prior to us, you know, sitting down and, and you know, recording after we do, we have that conversation, then I'm really worked up because now I've heard bits and pieces of it or, you know, and I've heard it for the first time and I'm in a setting that doesn't allow for me to kind of act on those things. So <laughs> naturally once we're done, uh, it's right. I mean, it's off to the bedroom like instantly. There's just no stop. There's yes. no way around. You know. I mean, if I had it my way, like any time she went on a play date, she would come home to me and just get railed. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, I'm we've talking been about a full train on that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, we've been in situations where you know she's Brenda's been out of town, out of state, and I've had to wait 36 hours, 48 hours for her to get home. It is God. miserable. It's so difficult. I don't think I've had to wait that long, and honestly, I don't know that I could. I mean, we kind of talked about it um, a while ago, you know, when she was six-plus hours away, and I had to wait. But I don't know that I could do the 36-plus-hour wait. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, especially when, you know, she calls afterwards, and I can just tell that she's completely satiated, or I've gotten a picture, you know, or or a video, or audio. (laughs) So, yeah, now I'm just just being tortured. Now that's what's happening. Sorry, sorry. One of the best parts is like when she comes home and she has like that cock breath or like the like all over her face just smells like it. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the first thing Brett does is runs in the house and typically jumps in the shower unless I can circumvent that because I'm just too fucking worked up. And but what I you know for me it's that it's the scent, it's the pheromones. You can just tell that you know there's been some ravaging going on, you know, yes. and it, that just it just gets the, the juices flowing for sure. So would you say that the reconnection piece is the same for both of you? Do you feel the same about getting back together? For example, Kelly, when Adam is away and playing with someone else, do you experience that same kind of heightened level of not anxiety, I guess, excitement and uh, anticipation for him to get back? Okay, so the first time he had a play date and, like, went to go play with someone that wasn't me, I... Yes, was like covering up these feelings and emotions of like extreme jealousy. Like I was trying so hard to be happy for him, but I couldn't. I was like so upset and pissed. She wouldn't even like kiss me. (laughs) 
I told him, I, I need you to shower. I need you to, like, brush your teeth, use mouthwash, put on clean clothes. Like, I was so pissed and jealous, and I couldn't handle it. And I felt like, shit, like, what kind of partner wants to go and fuck someone, and then, like, when their partner does it, you don't want to touch them. So I just felt extremely awful, and I felt so bad because, like, I could tell, like, Adam was rejected. Like, his face and body language said it all. It kind of hurt. Actually, it did hurt. (laughs) And so we talked about it, and we kind of took a step back, took another break, and I had to, like, I'm a person that, like, has to have time to allow, like, my feelings to come up and kind of sort them out. Um, and it took me a while for me to realize that, hey, Adam loves you. He is not going to leave you because I was having all these crazy emotions just going through my head. And it took me it took me a while to sort out like I want Adam to have as much pleasure as I get out of fucking someone else. So I want him to have the same thing. And this time around, um, he had a, another play date with a woman and he made her come like three times and I was so fucking pumped and then she cried but the coming part I was super excited him for that I mean she cried because my dick is just amazing let me tell you I got a standing ovation as she was crying or yeah it was as she was crying she was just looking at my dick and just tears of happiness and oh, like, my oh my god it's never god. gonna be this Jesus good again <laughs> what was that? I said it's never going to be this good again. <laughs> Is that what she was saying? That's how I feel with Kelly, honestly. <laughs> it's never going to be this again. Although I did have someone thank me after fucking them before. Like, real shit. They've actually been on our podcast before. I think I uh, always thank my partners. I don't think that's weird. I always tell them thank you. I think it's such a, especially for a single person, you know, a lot of times in the lifestyle, we look at single people as like tools or resources that we're bringing in. I look at it completely differently. They're giving a huge part of themselves so that I can have a better connection and better sex with my partner. That's a huge gift. And so I don't think that's weird at all. I do it literally every time. Yeah, I always thank Hannah for when I see her. I I thank Clint for that matter when when he's leaving the house. That is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for banging my chick. Yeah. <laughs> for getting things warmed up. <laughs> Kelly, I want to go back to something you said about the jealousy piece, though. You said you kind of had worked through that. I would love to touch a little bit more on that because I think it's something, well, I know it's something that a lot of people in the lifestyle experience because we get so many messages about it, that idea of getting through or, or compartmentalizing that jealousy to be able to really enjoy the lifestyle. So what are some of the ways that you did that? So, like I said, we took a break for sure. Um, Adam felt rejected. I felt like shit. So, and like I said before, like therapy has helped me bring up my emotions because I'm one of those types of people that like feels something and kind of buries it and doesn't want to address it. So therapy has helped me kind of like allow it, allow that emotion to go through you and kind of figure out why you were feeling this way, what triggered it, things like that. And then I'm also a person that likes to research and do a lot of reading. So I actually bought some ebooks on swinging and jealousy was one of the topics. Well, it was more um, polyamory than swinging. Yeah, like different types of books on non-monogamous types of relationships. And that helps me a lot, reading something and kind of like having my emotions like what I'm going through right there on the page. And one of the phrases that helped me through this jealousy is that jealousy is completely normal. How you deal with it is completely up to you. So I feel like that phrase has kind of been what I like my go-to phrase every time Adam has a play date with a woman. And it's just knowing that Adam loves me and will never do anything to hurt me, and I want him to have as much fun as I have on playdates. You would think that knowing that I'm basically whipped would have helped you with your jealousy. Stop! No. <laughs> it's different. She cracks that whip with her eyes, though. <laughs> it's totally understandable. You should be whipped. <laughs> well, yeah. I am, so you may as well be. Well, with Kelly, it, it helps a lot putting her, like, changing her perspective. So... 
uh, essentially just putting her in my shoes will help her understand why I'm thinking what I'm thinking or why I did what I did. And, and honestly, that's something that our therapist helps with too. But I definitely think that by putting you in my shoes or something like that, it definitely helps your jealousy. Oh yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I, the first time I played with our, uh, single gal play partner, uh, Hannah, I was concerned while I was even, while it was just she and I together and Brenna was at work and it was just, you know, it was just the two of us. I was concerned about how she was feeling in that, at that moment and how she was going to react to having this be the first time that I've played with someone without her. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's, you know, it definitely, it crept into my mind as well. Well, you guys had also mentioned in one of your previous episodes, how you three went out on a date and Hannah started to slip and fall or something and you yeah. caught her and you held her hand or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was very uh, icy out. We were coming out of a restaurant and I just took both of their hands because foolishly both of them were wearing like four inch heels in the ice. And so I didn't want either of them to fall. I didn't do it for any other reason other than to be completely courteous. And as I said, I think on the show, had it been Brenna's mother or my mother or who I would have done the same thing. So mm-hmm. I didn't really even give it a thought, but it definitely was a gut check moment for you, right? Yeah, I don't think I think anyone that experiences jealousy and has the ability to self-reflect on it understands that it's not a it's not a logical thing. Being jealous is not about logic. It's about feeling in that moment, which is why I always call it the gut check moment, because it's like it doesn't matter what's going on in my head. It's not in my brain. It's in my gut. And uh yeah, so I, I mean, I get it. It's uh, something that I think most people experience in the lifestyle. At some point, I imagine, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So something I want to mention, I want to just touch on, because you actually mentioned a couple times, Kelly. You guys take scheduled breaks from the lifestyle at this point. Is that correct? Yes. We're currently on one now, actually. Will you talk a little bit about what made you decide to do that and how you benefit from it? So our therapist actually recommended it because she could see that it was consuming us. The lifestyle was consuming us. And... We were just getting, well, I was just getting very overwhelmed because we were, like, on so many apps and so many different websites. And it's kind of hard keeping up with everyone trying to get into your DMs, trying to fuck, okay? It it wasn't just that, but it was also, like, it was dominating our conversation. Yeah, every aspect of our life was talking about the lifestyle and, like, there was no break. Yeah, there's no separation between that lifestyle and like just just us yeah and we had other obligations like work family stuff that was all taking like a second wheel behind all this stuff and we saw how much it was consuming us and how unhealthy it was for us in the beginning yeah i mean like boundaries were being broken and like it just when i say when we say it was consuming us like i don't know that we can really convey that enough but it but that's what prompted our therapist to recommend that. And so our initial break was supposed to last a month, mm-hmm. and it lasted like five months plus. Um, it wasn't by design, but honestly, it took about a month before I stopped thinking about the lifestyle every single day. And so we're on another break, and it's just kind of one of those where we started back in the lifestyle slowly. And so, actually, this is our third break. The second one lasted seven mm-hmm. months. Sorry, however long it lasted. But but anyway, it's just, we started out slowly, and it took a while for anything to happen. But but it's it's now we're on one again, and it's just, it's just nice. Yeah, it's know? nice to, like, get back to just you and your partner and the time alone spent with each other be intentional. Like, getting, like, reconnecting back with them, going on dates talking about your day without having a thought of fucking someone else. Yeah. Right. I mean, we were so this break, we structured a little bit differently. We're going to do two weeks, no contact with anyone in the lifestyle, um, unless it's like to say happy birthday, Feliz Navidad. No, I'm kidding. It's Feliz Compianos or something like that. But we're on week two, and it's, we haven't really gotten a break because we got back from vacation. We were going to start the break. Three days later, my grandfather dies, and then Kelly gets pneumonia. So here we are, <laughs> and right. so we decided to extend that part of the break just because we need that time sure. to really just kind of recover. Mm-hmm. 
So the beneficial piece, obviously, besides the obvious, you guys are spending more quality time together, especially at a time like this. What what better time is there to really consider each other on a deeper level now that we're, you know, obviously we're we're all kind of quarantined together and as a couples and what well, you know, not per- together well, as couples, <laughs> but what a perfect time to do it. But the benefit, I guess, for you guys, you know, therapeutically is that you do get that time to reconnect and really just appreciate each other and your relationship more, I would imagine. For sure. And we can also take a step back and learn and assess. Yes. We usually kind of rewrite some of our boundaries during our break time because we have more time to kind of focus on what went wrong and what we can do better, things like that. It's definitely easier outside of the moment to understand and process. I'm sure. Yeah, I loved hearing about your break on your podcast, your scheduled breaks. I I think it was an important reminder for me that everyone can do the lifestyle a little bit differently. And it's about what makes sense for your relationship. For us, you know, we we would struggle with a month long break, mostly because I'm slutty. And (laughs) because I love the experience that it creates for Brian and myself. It's like, it's a high almost that we experience together and, and not having that for a month, I would struggle with that, which I, I mean, we're probably going to be in that situation right now. So it'll be an interesting month. But uh, <laughs> my point is hearing about you guys and, and the dynamic that you've created, kind of the boundaries that you've created, the schedule. It was a reminder that the lifestyle can be whatever the fuck you want to make it. And that's really it's an endearing thought. And it's something that I think more people need to hear being in the lifestyle. Yeah, and for us, you know, when it comes to that, that reconnective piece or when it's time for us just to disconnect from the lifestyle, you know, that for us is our weekly date nights or or biweekly date nights, whatever it really takes for us to make that connection. You know, we have busy lives too, you know, working, family, you know, all those things. And when it's time for like our, just our time, you know, that's date night or it's a night cuddled up on the couch watching just terrible TV or whatever it might be, you know, with a, a bowl of popcorn. But you've got to kind of find your path in the way of reconnecting with your partner. There's no doubt about it because, as you mentioned, you know, this could be overwhelming. You can really take up uh, a lot of your, your mental capacity thinking about the lifestyle 24-7. You really can. Go ahead. You were about to say something, Kelly. Yeah, that's definitely adding to a T. Yeah, I'm, I guess, like, I'm a bit obsessive, and I have an addictive personality on top of that, which is why I never wanted to go gambling in the first place. Um, <laughs> but... I don't know. I just really enjoy sex and I really enjoy being around sex. I just love all of it, really. Like, it just, it makes me happy, obviously, but it also is just kind of like, I get to be freaky, you know, in some ways that I'm not really allowed to normally. And I just really enjoy being 100% myself. It's therapeutic, right? There's no question about it. And for us, you know, the like the double-edged sword of it is I, I liken it to getting a tattoo, right? I've got a, I got a bunch of them. And when you get one, you instantly want another one. So when yeah. you have an experience in the lifestyle, you're instantly eager for that next experience. And if you don't give yourself some time in between those experiences to kind of come down off of that high, it can get away from you. There, I think there's no question about it. Absolutely. It's definitely like that. Swinger frenzy. Hot wife frenzy. That's what we call it in our house. Oh, we got to be careful of hot wife frenzy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we're we're horny perverts anyway, so it can go south on us real quick. (laughs) Hot wife frenzy anonymous. Yeah. Yeah, no joke. (laughs) We we need to start our own therapy group. As we mentioned earlier in this conversation, um, we really enjoy your podcast. Brian is not necessarily a, a lifestyle podcast guy, but he is uh, an adamant follower of you guys, and, and there's a reason for it. Obviously, we want our listeners to go check you guys out, too, because we think that you produce a fantastic show, and we would love to know where our listeners can find you guys. So our social media is at TNR Podcasts. Um, our website is thenakedrelationship.com. And then you can email us on the website or directly by emailing questions at thenakedrelationship.com. Perfect. Well, I appreciate your your time so much. Thank you. I know, Kelly, you weren't feeling good for a little while, so hopefully you're feeling better. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to do it. I really enjoy listening to you. And obviously, Adam, I always enjoy communicating with you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys so much. I'm going to go get my change of underwear now because I've stopped shitting myself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a great night, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. 
So that was our interview with Adam and Kelly of the Naked Relationship Podcast. We highly recommend that you guys check them out. Check out their show. It's a lot of fun and like we said, very real and open and awesome. Yeah, they are super vulnerable. They are really likable. I enjoy talking to them. I always enjoy talking to uh, to those guys, to those kids. I say kids, to Adam and Kelly. And I, I just think they're fun. I enjoy their show. I listen to their podcast the minute it pops up. And if you really want to hear some folks that are saying some real shit and being vulnerable and just kind of telling it like it is and telling you who they are, these yeah. are the two. No veils put over any of their stuff. You know that what they're saying is the honest to God truth, and I love that. Yeah, I also like the, as I said, I like the fact that they're vulnerable. They don't, they admit they don't always know what they're talking about, and they just kind of just talk to each other about it and kind of figure it out. Yeah, they're just a real couple. Yeah, That's cool. I dig it. So thank you to Adam and Kelly for joining us. If you guys want to follow us on social media, you absolutely should. We're on Twitter and Instagram at FP Swingers. We also are on YouTube if you guys want to check out some toys, hear more about the delay spray from Promescent, or hear about some of the topics we've discussed lifestyle related. You can head to our channel, which is just called Front Porch Swingers. Again, if you're interested in hanging out with us on Sundays, as well as our other bonuses available exclusively to our Patreon members, you can head to patreon.com slash swingers. And uh, other than that, what do we have? Anything? Nope. Just uh, everybody take care of yourselves and stay tuned. We've got a lot more content coming up. We're going to have another bonus episode this week. Yes, on Thursday. Very cool. You're gonna, I think everyone will enjoy that. And we have an excellent uh, conversation. We're going to have a great chat with some folks tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be fun. This it's is gonna, a surprise. Yeah, this is a fun, uh, let's call them a couple. It's a fun couple. And, uh, what do you mean let's call them a couple? They're a couple. Well, yeah, they are, but there's more going on in that relationship, which we'll touch on when we when we interview them, I should say. Sure. And, and it's not really going to be an interview as much as it's going to be a conversation. Yeah. Because um, the male portion of that couple is a friend. And yes. we just enjoy very much chatting with him. Super guy. And I think everyone's going to really get a kick out of it. Yeah, good point. If you guys are not already subscribed to us on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please subscribe to us now because that's how you're going to find out when we have bonus content coming your way. And also, if you have not already left us a review on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate your support in that. So, uh, you know, take 30 seconds and help a help a couple out. Yeah, and it's enjoyable. You're gonna, I think everyone's going to get a real kick out of the, the conversation we're going to have with these folks tomorrow. I anticipate a spirited chat about sexuality and all things ethically non-monogamous. Yeah, we just have some cool shit coming up in general, so make sure you guys stay tuned. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. If you're anything like us when we first started swinging, we really had no idea where to begin. And it can be really intimidating, and we have a great recommendation for you, which is to join Cassidy.com. Cassidy is a huge online platform that includes so many sexy swingers in your area, plus lots of local events to keep you up to date on all things lifestyle. And if you join Cassidy, you can find our community, Front Porch Swingers, and keep up with everything we are doing as well. So make sure you check out Cassidy.com today. Today.